Blog Talk Radio. Hey everybody, uh, welcome back to Winchester Radio. Happy New Year. Um, we uh, haven't been on since December and we just had our first new episode of 2013, ninth episode of eighth season titled Torn and Frayed. That's what we're going to be talking about tonight and there's a lot to talk about. Um, a lot happened, a lot of stars, a lot of guest stars, a lot of characters, a bunch of stuff. <laughs> technical term, but just stuff happened. And it was, <laughs> I know, written by Jenny Klein and directed by Robert Singer. Um, yes, no guests tonight, so we can actually have Collins maybe later to talk a little bit about the episode. Um, I'll mention the phone number then. Uh, podcast can be found at blogtalkradio.com slash media boulevard. Uh, you can go to our site, winchesterbros.com, and click on the Winchester Radio icon. That'll take you right there. You can subscribe and get us through iTunes. And, of course, uh, you can always find all the news on our podcast and everything else, Supernatural, at our Facebook and Twitter as well, which is Winchester Bros. Uh, hi, Becky. Hi, Vinny. Shall we get started? Sure. Um, okay. Like I said, like like a million things happened. I thought it was a great, great way to come back strong. I mean, we had a big ending with Citizen Fang, and it was like an all-star episode. It was like just about every recurring character for the season was in this episode. Yep, but it's like but it's like we don't anybody to see even yet. though even though yeah. it wasn't, even so much happened, it was really paced really well. I was impressed with that because when I went back and watched it again, I was like, this is overload, but I don't feel overloaded. No. So I'm really no, impressed was... with how well it was paced as far as writing and directing. Yes, it was. Yeah, I didn't feel like anybody got shorted. They had a lot of mm-hmm. story ground to cover, and they covered it. And, yeah, I was... Uh, and I was not bored, you know. It kept moving right along, mm-hmm. and yeah, and it was it was good to see everybody. Though I'm I'm very sad about the world's most adorable angel. <laughs> Rest in oh. peace, Alfie. <laughs> or, or some I was sorry to see Alfie go because I was very optimistic that he got saved. Yeah, and I I know it served the purpose of of showing everybody just exactly how how bad Naomi is and how how much she has cast under control. And I poor thing, that's the poor cast is trying so hard to make up for everything that he's done just just bit by bit. It's almost like it's like Nisha's fight, you know, random acts of kindness. Like he you know just popped into the park and healed the ba- the crying baby. And it was just so sweet. It's like, I can fix this. You know, I can't fix the whole world, but I can fix this. And he's kind of doing it maybe one little bit at a time. And now he's got one more thing to try and make up for. And he doesn't even know it yet or remember it. I think that's the worst part. And I'm really two ways happy that Sam and Dean are figuring it out so quickly. One, because that means it won't drag on. Mm-hmm. And I I appreciate that. Um, as someone who watches, like, 
Spanish language soap operas. I get real frustrated mm-hmm. when storylines drag on. So I'm glad it's not mm-hmm. doing that. But I'm also mm-hmm. glad since we're getting the reconciliation of the brothers that this is what's going to pre- bring them back together in a way. I appreciate mm-hmm. that as well that they found a common ground and a common friend. Yeah, they were both genuinely worried about him. They they knew something was wrong. They they still know something is still wrong, no matter what Cass yeah. says. And they're both genuinely concerned about him, and that's that's really nice. To and that neither one of them had to go to the mm-hmm. other one and say, "Look, I think this is going on with Cassiel." They both realized mm-hmm. it at the same moment, mm-hmm. and I appreciate that as well. Yeah. I uh, I also really like it's a sign of that that they are friends and they 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 value their relationship and their friendship because when Cass needed help and and he was and he was not desperate but it was important and he just he told both of them I need you to stow your crap and help me and they did. <laughs> Mm-hmm. They didn't get petty. <laughs> they didn't argue though. with him. They just did it. Sorry? They they were not happy about having to stow their crap, though. But they did. But they did it. And they usually, you know, they never really took, um, you know, commands from people like that except for, like, Bobby. So True. Mm-hmm. Very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, you know, they could have, like, said, you know, no, and kept right on arguing and fighting and splitting up and and being petty and saying, well, if he's coming, I'm not going to help you and blah blah. But uh, um, yeah, he said stow it, and and they did. So they may not have been happy about it, but they did. Um, I have yeah. to say that I I think the last scene of this episode was just so sad. And it's like, you know, yeah, Sam and Dean are back together like everybody wants, but it was just so sad because, you know, it's basically saying, yeah, they're never going to have a happy life. Nothing's going to happen. You know, they're never going to have a happy life because they're always going to be stuck doing this. Sam Mm -hmm. could have went to Amelia and had his life, but he knew he couldn't. Mm -hmm. He could have. He could have. Dean gave him the out. Dean gave him the out. But mm. I, I think even if he did go off with Amelia, he would still be constantly worrying about mm-hmm. what Dean's doing. Is Dean safe? Uh, what's happening with the world? Is you know, could I be saving the world right now? You but know, he took a whole year mm-hmm. off not worrying. So you kind of have to wonder. He took two years off not worrying when he was in college, and he took another year off not worrying this past year. So you kind of have to wonder. I think he could have reassimilated. I think he's more, in my opinion, I think this is more the realization that his existence does put Amelia in danger. And the fact that he had that. I don't think at this point in time he could go and live a normal life. When he was in college, yeah, he could because all the stuff that's happened in the eight years since hadn't happened then. He hadn't. Um, died and went to hell and you know Dean hadn't went to hell and went to purgatory and their parents you know John hadn't died you know all this stuff hadn't happened and so the two years in college I could totally see being fine last year I could even see him living a normal life last year because he th- he thought Don was, Dean was gone 
Don. Don's a totally different person. Don, you watch Don. So, you know, he was like, screw it. You know, this this whole hunter life has taken everybody that I've ever loved. I'm going to just give it up. But mm-hmm. now, you know, Dean's back, Dean's hunting. There's things going on. They've got um, the things with um, the Chans and um, Kevin Tran and his mom and trying to close the gates of hell and, you know, all this stuff going on that he can't just quit. Mm-hmm. He will agree to disagree on that. <laughs> well, it's, well, you know what? I'm, like, going to be, like, the third sort of <laughs> corner of the <laughs> triangle of opinions because I I think Sam, yes, Sam coped with a year off and coped pretty well, but I, I don't think he didn't spend a year not worrying. I think he spent a year, like, coping but learning how maybe to maybe not worry he learned how to deal and and I, I don't think he was carefree or always a hundred percent enjoying what he was doing. And we know from Jim Michaels that his trip to the cabin was not the first time he'd been there when he found Dean and he didn't even know Dean was going to be there when he went. So I think now, obviously, he was not hunting, and he was not looking for Dean, but... Or for anything else, because he wasn't even answering his phone. So I don't think he was going there and researching. I think he was going there kind of the way, like... <laughs> I apologize to anyone for this, for this analogy, but it's how you go back, you look at that box that every girl has with all your stuff from, like, middle school and high school, and you know, this was my life. And then you put the mm-hmm. box away and you go back to your life. Mm-hmm. But every now and then you do go in your closet and dig out that box. Mm-hmm. And Ooh, I kind of, analogy. I kind of equated to that. I equated to that. Where oh, you I know. Like that analogy. Very good. Thank you, because I was a little worried about saying it. Did you just call Sam a teenage girl? Yes, yes, I did. Well, <laughs> well, you know, well, Sam's the same hand, famous princess. Never, yeah. <laughs> it's true. So. On the same hand, you know, you can look at that box fondly. But I don't know about y'all, but I would never, I wouldn't go back to high school if anybody paid me. No, like, no, no, I wouldn't either. And and I had, a, well, I maybe for a million school. dollars. High school like, was great. Yeah, high school was great, I mean, but it, it's back there. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I kind of equate it to that. Mm-hmm. I, um, I know I said that, but I, I think you had to just sort of learn how to start letting things go. There was so he had so much baggage. I think it was oh, taking him a year to kind of unpack it and put it away, you know. I, I don't think it was that easy. Yeah, he didn't answer his phone, but that doesn't mean he wasn't sometimes thinking about the life. Should he look? Did he come across things, you know? He he and um, Amelia were broken by their own admissions, and, were, and it took them that long to kind of put their themselves back together again. So... And maybe I'm giving uh, maybe I'm giving Sam too much credit in this. Maybe he didn't think about what I'm about to say, but I think, as, and I gathered this from his moment in, with Amelia, moments with Amelia in this episode that it kind of started to occur to him that who he is with Amelia, like as much as he's trying to give to her, it's not really him because he'll never be able to share his past with her. 
she'll never mm-hmm. understand that. Unless something comes after her, she'll never understand that. And if he tries to tell her, she's going to think he's crazy. Because at this mm-hmm. point, she doesn't know why he takes off. He could be a drug dealer. He could be a hitman. She doesn't She doesn't know. He could be schizophrenic. Mm-hmm. She just doesn't know. And mm-hmm. even in the real world, without demons and stuff, that's a scary kind of person to be with. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't fair to her in, in any way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because just because Sam doesn't go looking for anything doesn't mean nothing's looking for Sam. And mm-hmm. Well, that's well, what happened in college. Yeah, Becky and I had this argument, and it got argumenty <laughs> for us. As much as her and I can argue. Um, in Vancouver, about Lisa and Dean, where I think Lisa was totally out of line letting Dean move into her house, and Becky said, no, I was wrong. And we both had valid arguments, but we're never going to see eye to eye on that. <laughs> that was cool. fun. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, and it it's was fun. A, I but know. it was a really good discussion. We discussed it for hours, literally, like on and off for hours, literally. But it is that kind of idea of putting uh-huh. somebody in danger, and that's that Lisa knows where Dean's coming from on these things, but putting somebody in danger just by your existence. Mm-hmm. Well, I um, when when that happens, it just flashback and go on a slight tangent for a moment back to Lisa and, and Dean, I remember thinking Lisa didn't even, like like somebody coming after Dean or coming after her to the house, like at that time with her decision was the least of her worries, letting a out of his mind with grief, alcoholic you know uh, um, a person with weapons in her house with a Ten-year-old. Thank you, Susan. I was Thank like, you what? so much. <laughs> that was part of my point too. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. What? And I, I love Steve. I love Steve, but I was like, I oh my you. god, Lisa, could you wait a week? <laughs> you know, yeah, I was like, he's post-traumatic, drunk, and armed. Why? Why? No, you cannot come in. No. Yeah. I will and, find you a hotel room. Yeah. And, and you know, with with a trunk full of weapons, <laughs> because and on top of that, like I'm not letting the like it's that idea of what if my teenage son starts playing in your car? No, 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 no. It's all kinds of bad for me. So yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I liked Lisa, you know, and I thought, yeah. it and eventually, you know, I thought it would be okay, but I was like, oh my god, that might. And I do think it's that that same idea, like, what kind of, okay, so in theory, say, you know, Sam and Amelia go on about their lives, they get married and they have kids, wait, no, like, no, I don't find that to be stable at all, just, no. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm going to harp on what I've been harping on all season long, because if this is is the last we see of Amelia, so really, her alcoholism was never addressed? Really? I'm so disappointed. Mm. I wanted just I know. one part of one episode about her excessive drinking. That's all I wanted. I really, really hope it's not the last we saw of her, because if it was, her storyline really didn't have much of a point to it. Yeah. And 
I and, know. You know, I she didn't really have. Guys, what did you think that that there was nothing more to Sam and Amelia's story than what exactly what it was on the surface? And I know sometimes you know a cigar is just a cigar, but it's a kind of a missed opportunity. And and there were so many people who had the, all those great theories about her not being real, you know, or being real but not what she seemed to Sam, you know, and then we find out that, well, she is with in a way, kind, of a soap, and as, kind of a soap opera side, side. In a way, and I say this as someone who's upset that her alcoholism isn't addressed, but in a way, if this is the last we see of her and that is the extent of their relationship, it's kind of... It's kind of refreshing how boring it was, does that make sense? Because mm-hmm. real relationships, for the most part, are really boring. Mm-hmm. Like, you have your significant other, and you go about your life, and you're really boring people. Most mm-hmm. of us are really boring people. And so, you know, the fact that, like, you have your job, you're a vet, I'm a handyman, we go about our day, mm-hmm. we come home, we have dinner, like, we talk, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You know, his relationship with Jessica, one, he was very young, and it's that whole, like, college party kind of relationship, even though he loved her. Mm-hmm. But Amelia's just super normal, and it's what Sam wants, is normality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in a way, if this is the last we see of her, it makes sense. I just think the character, as a standalone character for Amelia, at this mm-hmm. point, if this is the last we see of her, was completely shortchanged. Mm-hmm. I, because I, I completely agree with everything you said, and but the one thing that bugs me is if they were going to bring in this character for Sam, if he was going to have this girlfriend, I wish that they had done a little bit more with her instead of make her mm-hmm. boring and normal. And, and mm-hmm. I mean, there was he there were and it what it did at a soap opera. Mm-hmm. You know, feeling to the show, which I don't like having a soap opera feeling to our show. Mm-hmm. And as much as I really liked her character up until it was like basically, oh, uh, she has no point. Mm-hmm. And yeah, because there was a lot of opportunities for them to give her points. Like I said, like you know, everybody had a yeah. We discussed and we saw everybody else's discussions with different theories about her, or even Don. If Don would have come back and been. I mean, what if he had been taken prisoner by a demon? What if he was possessed by a demon? There were so many potential ways to make, to give mm-hmm. her something to do other than be a snarky veterinarian with a drinking problem. Because mm-hmm. I have a huge problem with the introduction of her character in the vet's office because to me, if a veterinarian spoke to me like that, there's no way I would adopt that dog and then start dating her. No way. Like, how dare you tell me mm-hmm. no? And how dare you tell a homeless man to take care of a dog? Like, really? No, that's inappropriate as well. So, there was well, you a know, lot of opportunity to make her. We know her she was a veterinarian, but no one ever said she's a good veterinarian. <laughs> <laughs> Riot yeah. lived, so, I mean, she, you know. did, she did fix him, so I'll give her that much. But, mm-hmm. you know, bedside manner and ethics wise, kind of shaky about her. Mm-hmm. Hey, so, if. They basically turned her into this year's Samuel Campbell. You know, he's there. Yes. You think he's going to have a big big storyline and a big point? Uh, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, at least with the Campbells, we had some 
the betrayal and mm-hmm. action. And, yeah. you know, granted, the only action we got out of Amelia is the ability to see Sam without his shirt, and I'm not going to be mad about that. I refuse to be <laughs> mad about that. That we can be but, grateful for. It's true. <laughs> but that was it. Yes. <laughs> that was it. Well, I'm I'm bugged with her because I she couldn't she didn't actually choose Don, her husband, you know, like Sam kinda chose for her and then he left and then she just kinda fell with him and then the minute she saw Sam she was she was back to Sam and I'm like, Oh my god, figure it mm-hmm. out, lady, figure out what you want. Choose Don and fight for him. Choose Sam and fight for him. Choose yourself and get Exactly. I had a really, I agree. I had a really big, and then I had a really big problem with her saying, I had a really big problem with her saying, like, well, no, but in two days at seven thirty, either you'll show up or I'll show up or we'll both show up. I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Like, are you for real? Yeah. Like that was. Yeah, you and know what else? I, I have the ability Dawn. to make this decision because Dawn travels, so I have the opportunity to make this decision as long as you'll make this decision for me, Sam. And I get what mm. she's saying when she's like, you know, if you're going to go away, stay away. And mm-hmm. at that point, I was with her because, yeah. again, you you relate to things in your own life and you go, yeah, there's just that one guy that had just, you know, didn't always walk mm-hmm. away the whole way, and there was a bit, it was a bitch, it sucked. Mm-hmm. So I, I got her up until that point, but her whole 7.30, guess who's coming to dinner kind of thing? Like, no, I just, mm-mm. I wasn't okay with it. She had, like, no agency, and it was bothersome. Yeah. So. I hope in all this, the dog is okay, Riot is okay. <laughs> Poor thing, you know, yes. Who knows what happens to Don, and then it's, you know, millions little bit nuts. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, she's not exactly the stable veterinarian. I wouldn't be surprised to see him hitting the road with his little stack of doggy treats in his mouth going, i got to find somebody more stable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. I, I want to find this guy. That's right. We're in it. I mean, come on. <laughs> He's at Amelia's house going, I want the homeless guy back. He had his head on right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we left with Don. <laughs> Too bad Dee won't let him in the car. So. Well, he could travel with Sabadeen, but Dee won't let him in the car, so it's not going to work mm-hmm. out. Um, speaking of Dean, um, yeah. I have to say that I'm... This was the episode where, you know, they both broke up with their boyfriend and girlfriend in a way. Because... I don't like the way Dean blew off Benny. I find it really upsetting. And it had a whole, you know, obviously there's the joke of, you know, it being Benny and Dean's relationship, but I kind of equated it more to, like, Dean being Benny's AA sponsor. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a sponsor, you cannot blow off. You can't, you can't do that when you're a sponsor because that's when mm-hmm. people go off and have a heroin overdose or drink themselves into oblivion. When you're an NA sponsor or an AA sponsor, you can't do that. And the right. whole the call that Benny gives him at first is totally a cry. And Dean's like, yeah, yeah, cup of coffee, blah, blah, blah. And I get at that moment that Dean's like, yeah, I can't. Yeah. And that's valid at that moment. But later on, you can't meet your friend for a cup of coffee? Really? 
dick. And and I know he's doing it because Sam gave up Amelia to stay with him, so he feels like he needs to give up Benny for for Sam. Sam. Hadn't given up Amelia at that point. Well, he he did that at the end. You know, and when Sam said, "I have to go for a walk and clear my head." Yeah, and so I think that was when Dean knew that he was staying. I don't because but direct directionally it looked like Dean was kinda like, Oh, you're here you did come back when Sam comes yeah. in with like the chili yeah. and the beers. It was kinda or like maybe, a, okay, this is your decision. Maybe he maybe then they meant it to be that he was doing it to show Sam that he's willing to do whatever maybe. Sam wants for him to stay. Maybe. But I don't you know Sam, first of all, Sam needs to be more tolerant of Benny because we all know he had the friendship with Ruby even though that turned out bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they both some, trusted Lenore. Exactly. And so he needs to, he should be more tolerant with Benny, and he's not, which I think Sam is completely wrong about that. Well, and I then, think a lot yeah. of it with Sam is his resentment over over the way he reacted towards Ruby until Sam figured out that Ruby wasn't on their side. And yeah. also, oh, my God, I'm blanking on her name, the one being killed last season, Jewel State Plater. Amy Pond. Amy. Thank you. How would I blank on that? Anyway, <laughs> but Dr. Who, Amy part Pond. of my life just shriveled up and cried. Um, <laughs> but, yes, like, I don't know if it's resentment over the fact that he had to deal with that with Dean, and now that Dean's got his demon friend that he's just like resentful that Dean thinks it should be okay instead of seeing it as Dean growing as a person um, but I I don't know the whole conversation that, that Sam and Dean have about Benny it's very much like when a mother tells their daughter that that boy is that boy's going to get you in trouble he's a bad influence on you I don't want you dating him anymore it was just that kind of conversation about like really this is really because this guy, this vampire has saved Dean's life. He's the reason and, we have Dean now. Mm-hmm. I'm really, really worried about Benny too because it's very obvious mm-hmm. he was going to start yeah, eating all those people in that park. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You know, I really, I really think, hope we don't get to a point where it's going to come down to Dean having to kill Benny. And like you know, I, you know, if you kind of hung in there with him somehow, maybe it wouldn't come to that. I, I hope it doesn't come to that. I, I'm, I'm, I don't know for sure, of course, but I'm guessing I'm not seeing the last of Benny. So no, I don't think it's just that Benny is teetering on the edge of feeding. I think you got a real big sense of he's lonely because mm-hmm. at least when he had when he was working for his great granddaughter and everything. He had a community for himself. You know, he was in that that diner. He had her. You know, she didn't know his family, but he had her. And he had people to Mm -hmm. talk to. And now, because of that, because of Sam, (laughs) now Benny's alone. And I think, you know, it's hard enough Mm -hmm. to be alone and then to have, for all intents and purposes, deal with an addiction as well on your own. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry for Dean not having Benny because obviously they, they were friends. You know, it yes. works both ways, and and you yes. know, had each other's backs a little bit, kind of brothers in arms and military. It was kind of nice that Dean had a had a friend <laughs> that wasn't an angel or named Sam. <laughs> so, 
you know, <laughs> it was nice to see him. I, I don't know, it would be a nice change if by the end of the season we got a surprise and it kind of, everybody kind of came around and, you know, it's like Benny proved to Sam. Sam could change his mind, you know. It'd be interesting. I mean, you know, it's just, yeah, it's it's yeah, but in a way, there's really nothing that, I mean, what would you have them do, take Benny along with them hunting? I don't think Benny even has an interest no. in doing that. Like, no matter what, no. Benny's just going to be kind of a lonely individual. Mm-hmm. And that, that sucks. So I, I really feel for that character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm currently watching. I mean, I don't think, completely different sub, completely different subject. But I'm, mm-hmm. I have to ask this question. I'm currently watching the scenes where Sam and Dean are storming the warehouse, and they're using the angel swords to kill the demons. And when Castiel gave them to him and said, oh, by the way, these can kill demons too. And it's like, since when? Yeah. <laughs> oh. it's, it's, it's that, that episode, remember? Oh, oh, you must have mentioned it's called Retcon. I don't think they uh-huh. are. Um, but, yes, Retcon. <laughs> Well, I mean, they never said it couldn't. <laughs> Not really. Well, that's true. They never said they couldn't. You know what? Hey. Um, but, I mean, you know, you could have helped out a bit more, Cass. Like, there were opportunities for you to pull that sword out and help for years back. Yeah. Now, if she, if she's listening, hey, Artic Voice, Mary, you had a you had a theory on this. You had an explanation for this. Can you, can you tweet that again? Because <laughs> I... Can't recall it off the top of my head, and if she did have a reason, I don't know if it'll if it'll stand up in court. But she did have a reason. thing. <laughs> tweet us, Mary. I, I want to hear it again. Will, yeah, <laughs> and, I will say that I, despite the fact that I don't like it's it, it's sort of retcon because, like I said, they never said it could, but just that was awfully yeah. convenient all of a sudden. But I like the fact that you know, Dean's got Ruby's knife, and that was Sam's friend. And mm-hmm. Sam has Castiel's sword, and that was Dean's friend first. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of, I kind of liked that that parallel. I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah. I don't know if it was on purpose, but it was neat. Yeah. Amanda, Amanda just tweeted and said, "Remember, Ruby used the angel blade on the Hellhounds." That's right. When was that? I don't remember it. That was season three. There was an angel blade in season three because Castiel didn't show up till four. Okay, then it was season four. So it was season four. I guess season three and four really confused. Really I don't confused. remember when. When was this? I was, oh, I'm terrible with episodes. I vaguely recall it. Was it Ruby or Meg? One of them. I'm pretty sure it's. I'm pretty sure it's Ruby. Refresh from memory, there. Amanda. <laughs> Tell us more, Amanda. Tell us. Uh, Cage T. She says, okay, that was Meg, not Ruby. Oh, yeah, it was. I, okay. Okay, so I do remember that she had, uh, yeah, I remember that now. Yes, thank you, Amanda. I remember that. So there you go. Castiel is clearly being very, very lazy. It's <laughs> <laughs> not that it was impossible, it's that he's lazy. Just 
Uh, which I wonder what's going on with his eye. Yeah, into his eye. I mean, is she using a version of what Crowley's like truly horrible, you know, ice pick to the brain torture? I was. wondered that if it was like a control. Well, obviously it's a control kind of thing, but it seems that she was able to do that before, mm-hmm. unless he's flashing back to before we're introduced to her. I just really want to know her deal because I don't like her. The flashbacks with Naomi were getting confusing because I know she can zap him out and zap him in right in the same second. So it's like sometimes Mm -hmm. she was taking him out and taking him in in the very same second, but then other times we were getting flashbacks, and Mm -hmm. it was was confusing. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm I'm, I'm so sorry, but when Cass (laughs) was getting the tortured or whatever was happening with Naomi and he was lying in the chair in his coat. I, I was, I'm so, oh, I'm so bad. I was giggling because he looked like he was at the dentist. Yes, yes. he Because the torture reaction. scenes with Alfie were just horrible, you know, just horrifying and horrible. And I was totally in them and, and I bought them and everything, but I don't know. Gas in like the dentist chair, still wearing his trench coat. It just looked wacky. I'm, I'm, Sorry, everybody at Supernatural. <laughs> because Naomi because there were other I, scenes. I completely agree. And I, Naomi, I agree with you on the fact that the flashbacks get confusing because especially with Naomi and Castiel, it's not like you can you can't marker the moments by clothing because they're both always wearing the same thing. Mhm. So yeah, you know, someone needs to put some Vaseline on the lens for flashbacks, please, because I need help. Mhm. And yeah. it's obvious and, that Naomi is just the worst dentist ever. I don't scare She's like easy, I don't squeak easy, ever. but anything, anything with eyeballs and fingernails really, really bothers me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. that I was like, please don't go to his eyeball. Please don't go to his eyeball. Because when the... Uh, again, I don't know what season, because I fail with this kind of stuff. Um... When the doctor was trying, the doctor was trying to keep himself alive and was going to dig out Sam's eyeball. Oh, that was not okay. Monica Hargrove just tweeted to us that it was a spy cam that Naomi was putting in a, a spy cam so she can be, you know, feed him. Well, you know, that it kind of like a spy cam, an angel version, I guess. Well, but, well yeah, yeah, but so um, she can. So she can know and hear and see whatever all Castiel's doing at all times, and Castiel can do what she says at all times, kind of thing. Like, I like that's a good idea. Mhm. Yeah. So maybe it's in like, his eye. I guess it's in his eye. Mhm. Maybe. We'll have to see. I, all because I know is I don't like Naomi. I don't like her. No. Whatever she's doing, I don't like her. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because this is, the only thing that, that's, this is the only thing that throws me off about that is that Alfie, he, he's aware of it because of Crowley's poking in his brain. He's aware of Naomi watching them and controlling mm-hmm. them. So did Naomi do this to everybody? Like with the ability she already had. 
Mm-hmm. Like whatever, you know, senior partner white room ability she has. Yeah. Um, KG underscore Supernatural just tweeted and said, do you think everything is angel interference? Telling Benny about the portal, watching Sam and Amelia's house, manipulating the angels, is it all linked? That's a good question. Ooh, good theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. Hmm. I wouldn't doubt it because angels are watchers. And you get that idea also because the moment where Sam's sitting on the bench and Castile pops in and says, you know, watching humanity, it never gets old. Right, mm-hmm. right. And, you know, angels are watchers. It's what they do. Mm-hmm. So, it reminded me a little bit of Falling Skies. Do you guys watch Falling Skies when they put the little spy creature inside Noah Wiley's eye? It's very similar. No, I have, I've, I've been meaning to watch that, but I haven't watched you, it. You just ensured I'll never watch it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was it was it was like the creepiest, most it was great, but it was. Yeah. You just know that's, that's kind of a nightmare right there, don't think. Yeah, oh, oh, yes, and yes, it was. And it happens more than once. So you mocked me it. at Noah Wiley and Eyeball. Oh, no, no, Noah Wiley? Do you not like Noah Wiley? Because he's a bad ass not, in the show. Not that, not a big fan. Kind of, uh, mm, I don't know. Well, I... But He's really I'm good in the show. Really, yeah, I'm kind of the whole thing with the with Naomi being I don't want to say evil because, eh, but not being a good guy as far as you know our perspective because every villain thinks they're the good guy, but if you. Is is it all completely constructed just to keep Castiel on the show? Like, I if it is, I'm be, all. I, if it is, I'm all for it because I like Castiel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like you say it like it's a bad thing, you know. No, I, I mean, I mean, is it going to have the impact when all is revealed? Is it going to have enough impact if it was if it's solely constructed for that reason? Well, that's uh, my concern. I, yeah, that's my concern. I, I trust Supernatural. I think. I think no. Well, although I, I, I was disappointed with Amelia, so I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, but I think it. I think it has the possibility to be that complex, you know, especially if they tie a lot in. Because, and I want to know more about Naomi. Is she? Is she the only one? Is she working on her own? Does she have a whole squadron? Yes. You know. Um, what's, yeah. And 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 how? What? Where is her rank in the hierarchy of angels? You know, mm-hmm. how high up is she? Mhm. I still want to know what happened to Kevin's archangel. He's a prophet. Where is he? Right. Is he right. Was he killed? Mm-hmm. I mean, they lost tons and tons of angels, but you know, Archangel. But wouldn't another one be appointed? Of... What? Wouldn't another one be appointed, just like with prophets? You know, prophet dies, another prophet rises. Shouldn't it be the same I... way with, the, with your archangel? You, 
think, and they are archangels, you'd think they could handle more than one prophet, one, one archangel, 12 prophets, you know. <laughs> you know what are the rest of you doing, God? <laughs> you know, so, um, so yeah, I, I still want to know where his, where his archangel is, but I don't know if we'll find that out ever. Um, um, and, oh, um, by the way, the um, finding out there's an angel tablet was a surprise to no one. No. Sally, come on. I couldn't believe we thought about that one though, time. The funniest part of that is that the shot to, to when Carly says it, it's such a dun-dun-dun tight face shot, and everybody, else, everybody watching the show across the world went, duh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there's a demon like, on, there's Sally, an angel one. There's a guy Sally, that's out harder now. than that. Yeah, now, what I love the, to the find out it was face a Winchester tablet. <laughs> right? That would be a little more. <laughs> yeah. Is there Obviously. a Winchester tablet? <laughs> uh, probably. <laughs> probably, yes. Well, this Winchester riding those. in a cabin for all time. <laughs> Chuck was riding the Winchester tablet. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's out there. But what other tablets but, could there be? Because we've got angels, demons. Oh, is there one for every species? That's what I wonder. I would yeah. imagine. I would I mean, imagine anything one that can vampires, be... One for leviathans. One for... Is there one for heaven, hell, and purgatory? Well, there um, was that one... There was one for leviathans. Yeah, there was the, there was the leviathan, season. the demon. Mm-hmm. The leviathan, the demon. Now we have the angel. I would assume there's a tablet for any major... Mm-hmm. You see the creature, like anything that has an alpha would have a tablet, I would assume. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think it's really cool. I'm not complaining, complaining at all. It just, it just wasn't a surprise that there's any. No. <laughs> well, duh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's okay. But because, you know, now, you know, Crowley can be after that, you know, and they're after the demon tablet and, yeah, the it opens up a whole bunch of possibilities. You know, do love Crowley, and yeah. yeah. So I wanted to, I wanted to ask y'all what you thought about amusing Bob Singer's Katmandu as the opening song. I, I liked it because it was such a parallel to Purgatory. <laughs> that's what I, I was like. Was this supposed to be saying I'm going to Katmandu? After I get out of purgatory, or is it saying Kathmandu is purgatory? I was all confused. <laughs> I took it as I took it as well, for some of purgatory because yeah. it was all like a previously, uh, you know, previously catch up kind of montage, and we got so many like purgatory scenes in the montage. That's the way I took it. I thought, it, I mean, by far not my favorite Bob Seger song. So mm. no, no, but but I thought it worked really well because it had that. It has a very obvious parallel, but it's it's the kind of song that like it was so catchy and peppy for what we were watching that the dissonance was really cool. I thought mm-hmm. I thought it was well done. I thought it was weird. <laughs> I you know I uh, I don't know. I I'm, I called up the lyrics, and I don't know. I say it's never been one of my favorite songs. I guess if I ever get out of I don't know. It says I got no kick against the West Coast. Um, I got no rep against the Southern States. It's almost like I'm traveling all around up to the mountains where I'm going to go. I got no quarrel with the Midwest. 
Um, I thought that was. A, I think it's a very good song choice for the show, for the the season. For I thought it was a good song choice. Just you know, not my favorite song. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's like it was a little bit of an odd choice, but you know, maybe maybe it's just me. <laughs> And um it's in Nepal. Let's see, is there something to do with the city itself? It's in Nepal. <laughs> anyway, probably spending too much know. time on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, like, you know. It's like Amelia. It's it's just yeah. there. <laughs> oh, that was terrible. <laughs> 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 I, you know. <laughs> uh, for now, it's just there. What did you guys think of a talking burning bush? <laughs> a poor man who <laughs> got burned. Well, he flung back. <laughs> I um, thought it was interesting that the show used that. Mm-hmm. That's Old Testament, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really Old Testament. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I I have this vision of like the supernatural writers showing up at the pearly gates. They hope someday, and you know, God saying, "I'd like to have a word with you about." Let's <laughs> talk about your interpretations of things. <laughs> and a whole bunch of angels standing around tapping their foot. You know, <laughs> really. And I will yeah. say this, one thing I've always liked about what the show has done with angels is that if you are someone that is religious as far as Christianity and its sex uh, go, or if you're just into, like, religious studies or, you know, whatever it is, you know that angels aren't, like, fluffy, white, awesome, nice things. Mm-hmm. They're they're very much just how they're portrayed and supernatural, so I've always really appreciated that they kept that true. So if they do get there and anybody's mad, I mean, really, look at yourself. So, mm-hmm. got to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, real quick, real quick while I'm thinking about it, I want to announce the winner of our... Um, win a free t-shirt contest from Ripped Apparel. Um, the winner is Valora, which is at Apartus, T-H-E-P-A-R-D-U-S. Um, your tweet is when you have free t-shirt from Ripped Apparel. We will um, tweet you to um, get your email address so we can send you more information. Congratulations to Valora at the Partis. Yes, be like yay. <laughs> if I didn't announce it, then I was going to completely forget it. So, mm-hmm. um, oh yeah, uh, Monica Hargrove again just reminded me. I love this. The name of um, the boat, name of oh, our boat, yes. Fizzles Folly. How adorable is that? Fizzles Folly. I'm sorry, I missed the name. I missed the name. Garth, Garth, Garth's hand pumpet is Mr. Fizzles. So the boat is what? Fizzles Folly. The boat was um, Fizzles Folly. Who's, I'm Named sorry, who's his hand puppet? Named Garth, after his sock Garth puppet. His, his sock puppet. 
I remember the episode, I'm sorry. With the, the episode with the with the booze demon. Um, Garth, when Garth, remember, goes to, Garth goes to talk to the little girl, and she won't talk to him. He says, maybe I'll talk to Mr. Fizzles. Yes. And the name of the name of Garth's boat in this episode where Kevin was is Fizzles Folly. Okay. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't hear it. Oh, that's great. Oh, I like Mr. Fizzles. I thought that was, um, that was cute too. I, yeah, I thought um, Kevin. Poor Kevin. <laughs> you know, I'd like to say poor Kevin. I'd like to say poor Kevin, but five o'clock shadow wasn't really working for me. So he does look good. This is true. This was the episode of five o'clock shadows, and I gotta mm-hmm. say it was a good time. It's pretty much everybody had one. But yeah. I, yeah. When Castiel told him that. Castiel told him that he looked terrible. I'm like, uh, you're apparently looking at a different person than I'm looking. <laughs> yeah, same reaction. <laughs> I was like, no. Well, I thought he had a really, I thought he had a really wonderful line of dialogue that that I think really touched something in both Sam and and Dean. And he said, I can't, I can't enjoy a world I need to save. And that's pretty much how they live their lives. I agree, and I really would have wished that Sam would have been there for that scene. Yeah. Because the guy I feel like it made sure. more sense. Yeah, I feel like it would have made more sense for Sam to hear it, especially what we mm-hmm. get at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I just don't think Dean can enjoy a world, period. I just don't think he has, like, the ability, the know-how. Mm-hmm. If they, if you know, if and when they banish all demons, they have nothing left to do, there's no need to hunt. What is, I don't know if Dean can actually function. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, it's like I'm, I, you know, I'm not a demon hunter or anything. Huh? But, uh, <laughs> but I, but I'm, but I'm the kind of person, and, and you really have to work at not being this kind of person where if there's, if there's nothing to worry about, I, I find something to worry about, and I, I worry that I worry too much. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And well, and you get the you get the the scene earlier this season where they're at the farmers market, and this is why I say that Sam could feasibly go back to life and mm-hmm. you know just be that guy. But you know, Sam's moving along, enjoying his organic farmers market apple. And he's mm-hmm. like searching, 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 searching for a case. Because mm-hmm. even though they have something big going on, it's not enough. He has mm-hmm. to actually be doing something, and he's proactive about it. Whereas Sam's mm-hmm. like, can't we just take a day off and have an apple, dude? Yeah, and you know, it's not just Sam. I mean, I think for, for being a hunter, Garth is pretty, is like, mm-hmm. He gets in like, and just fine, you know. He gets in and, and he gets that's kind of his job. Told, that's yeah, his and job. Garth specifically and he told Dean that he has other interests in his life. Yeah, he leaves it at the office. He's able, and not necessarily literally, but when he he can leave it at the office and enjoy right what he's got. Like he was excited to go back home and see his girlfriend and sit in the hot tub, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But and, then you and have Dean who he reads the comics. Asleep. He likes Marmaduke, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and stuff. But Dean's not like and that. No, you have Dean that's either hunting or falling asleep with a bottle of beer, 
or watching mm-hmm. porn, or apparently yeah. watching boxing on mute. So whatever, but yeah. are almost yeah. <laughs> are very very quiet. Yeah. Um, well, that scene where where Cass pops in to watch Dean sleep, <laughs> which was which was it, that'll just never not be funny with him just popping in and freaking out the freaking out the guys. But uh, um, I when they first came on that scene and they showed Dean, you know, sleep on the couch, you know, in his clothes with a bottle of beer. I actually said, aw, out loud. <laughs> it's like, it's how, no, it's how, how sad is that? I was actually like, oh man, <laughs> that was so sad. And then, you know, he was, you know, surfing busty Asian babies, you know, that, <laughs> you know, I, that was actually very funny when he says to Cass, you know, you saw nothing. <laughs> I did, I did like, and I really liked the way Misha played the reaction to that. I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was great. Yeah. But it's, again, it follows to be sad because you know he's on his own, clear from the porn side, <laughs> and then falls asleep with a bottle of beer. I'm like, speaking <laughs> of his, your life his, in Winchester. Bless his heart. Speaking of his favorite porn site, So apparently, Dean's into the Asians because he told Kevin Tran how hot. Mama Tran yes, was. He like, did. <laughs> <laughs> Dean definitely like, has a type. Yes, he yeah. does. <laughs> yeah. And apparently, in rehearsal, those things he was saying was a little more naughty than. Oh well, yes, Lauren did tweet that that Audra told her they were a little, little dirtier than what we got to see. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping for some gag reel on that. <laughs> unless, yeah. it's, unless it's stuff you unless it's stuff you can't stay on a gag reel, which I wouldn't doubt. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, I miss Mama Tran. I hope we see her again soon. She's so yeah. When, yeah. I, when I saw Kevin, I thought I thought, oh maybe maybe, but well, apparently Kevin sent his mother away. Which mm-hmm. I'm very curious to know where she is that they assume she's safe. Yeah, because they would have where, had... Where, where is this fabled safe house you speak of? Mm-hmm. Yeah, did they send yeah. her away with one of Garth's hunter friends or something? Because she has to be protected, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because for no other reason, you know, someone can use her estate or someone can possess her. And if they possess her, then they know where the boat is. So, yeah, I'm very, very curious as to where she's hiding out and who's protecting her. Not to say that Mama Tran can't take care of herself because we, we've seen that she can, but um, putting that world out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm very curious because are they, are the, have the writers been like, Feeding every episode with little bits and pieces and clues that are going to be leading to the last couple of episodes, are we going to be able to look back and go, oh, "That's right," you know? It, we were we were puzzled at the time, but now it makes perfect sense, you know. You know, it's like, is there something more? Like with going back and watching season six and seeing like the progression of Castiel. Once you understand what he's doing, when you go back and watch it, you're like, "Ah, oh, the signs were there." That kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yes. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah, I, 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 I hope so, like that. But, yeah, but you know, I, I, I have 
I have faith in this season's writers because, you know, I'm really, really enjoying the season. It's definitely taken a step up from the last couple seasons. I think it's a lot tighter. Um, I think there's a lot going on. Um, you know, to go back to it, I'm still really torn about Amelia. I, you know, do I do I want her to be? You know, it's funny because I want. Do I want her to be just like like normal? You know, and yeah, that's all it was. It was just something a little normal piece of Sam, and that's her purpose, and we're never going to see her again. Or or do I want more to her? Because like you know, oh, it always turns out that somebody knows somebody else, somebody's related. They turn out to be a demon, a bad guy, an angel, and blah blah blah. I'm like you know, not sometimes you know they're just a normal person who is what they say that's, they are. So that's why I said I, I see the charm in it being her being that what we perceive as boring, but a very normal mm-hmm. relationship. Because I have to say that when we. I think it's in, is it in Swan Song? I think it is, which is probably why I feel this way, but whatever. When we get that everybody, (laughs) when we get that everybody in Sam's life was grooming Sam for that moment and that everything was designed and controlled, I was like, oh, really? Oh, for, please. Mm -hmm. I didn't enjoy that because Mm -hmm. I thought it was a lot of, it was just a really heavy-handed retcon in my opinion. And so that's why I would again. (laughs) You know my feelings on Swan Song. Whatever. You think it's perfection? I disagree. Completely disagree. (laughs) Sorry, entire fandom. It's not even in my top 20 episodes. I'm very sorry, guys. Um, Oh, you are so wrong. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can have it. It's okay. You can feel that way. We can disagree. I have to tease you. I have to tease you. It's like in my well, blood or something. Here's the thing. When I say I'm sorry, it's very much a sorry, not sorry. So I completely understand. <laughs> but I, yeah, I, I kind of find it. I would, I would respect it more if Amelia is just a normal doctor who makes bad choices as far as men are concerned mm-hmm. rather than there be some, you know, nefarious underlining thing or. Mm-hmm. It would be mm-hmm. awesome if she was just a regular doctor who made bad choices with men and alcoholic, blah, blah, blah. And she dies on the ceiling. That would be <laughs> I will say I had a problem with that lie that because why would she have a ceiling? Zazel's dead. Like, oh, I didn't like that. <laughs> like, your girl on the ceiling days doesn't look behind you, Sam Winchester. I promise you. For irony, <laughs> that's why. For irony. <laughs> well, Crowley would find it funny. But, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> and it's not Crowley. that, you know, I, I love Leanne Dalaban. She's awesome. Mm-hmm, I could talk to her for days. Love yep. Leanne. But I yep. just want something interesting to happen with her character. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it goes to show what a good actress she is because as herself, as a person, she is totally fun. Mm-hmm. Amelia, not so much. Yeah, she's not so fun. <laughs> so but, A plus on the acting know, front for that because, y- yeah. 
Well, Sam, you can from from this episode, you know, he that's one of his worries is that you know he says when when they're he and Dean are talking out what Dean did, you know, to pretending uh, Amelia wasn't to be Amelia and to be in trouble, and and he says, you know, it's like racing back. I thought, you know, something had happened to her, like, you know, it happened to Jessica and, and whatever. So that's definitely his fears. So it would be well, that's why interesting I said earlier, if... Hmm? And that's why I said earlier that maybe it's Sam starting to kind of realize that he's not a safe person to be around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, there's a part of me, though, that actually wants Amelia to to put... Sam up on the ceiling, just for a little variety to that kind of <laughs> movement, you know, and be like, surprise. I always you wanted know. the episode where Dean ended up on the ceiling. I always wanted that. It never happened. <laughs> <laughs> and at the last minute, he gets saved, but I really wanted it. It never happened. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I'd like to see you. Because it would have been all this. Sam has had happen. It's like you know, it's had, let's have like Crowley possess Amelia or something, and then just just throw him up on the ceiling. You know, it's like like stay put, Moose. You know, I got things to do, <laughs> <laughs> and maybe even start cutting a little bit. You know, just to make it interesting. Of course, I don't want him to burst into flame or anything. And Dean will come in and no, save him no. or something. But, but I said, but, you know, throw Dean on the ceiling. I wanted to. I wanted. You know, in season one and season two, like, where is the episode where Sam walks in and Dean's on the ceiling and the cut's just starting? Where is that mm-hmm. scene? It never happened. Mm-hmm. Tragic. Yeah, um, or, yeah, or it's like Apparently, perspective. Death, death on ceilings are only for women. <laughs> really? I mean, that's Come on, sexist. everybody knows that. Jeez. <laughs> That's just sexist. There should be equal opportunity <laughs> ceiling adher- adher- uh, Like, Yeah. It's just not fair. What you, have if... to be bl- you have to be blonde and a female mm-hmm. to die in a fire on the ceiling. Okay. okay what, well, if here, Winchester had, because... had, what if Sam Winchester hadn't been heterosexual? Then what? Then what? If there had well, never been was, a Jeff would... and his significant other had been a male, then what? Uh, hmm. On the floor. Dot. Burst on the floor. <laughs> on the floor. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Flames rising. <laughs> well, here's a here's a scene. Let's have like it be from Dean's Dean's perspective, and he's been out doing research or doing whatever. He comes back to the hotel room, and it's a little bit, you know, dark, and he's like, "Oh, I'm tired." Sam's not back yet. He lays down, and then all of a sudden, he feels something dripping on him, and he looks up, and there's Sam pinned to the ceiling, just waiting for him to get back. Like, probably left him stuck there, you know, and probably as Amelia. <laughs> um, I have to say this, and I have to thank uh, at Monica Hargrove for this because she did say she agrees with me. One song was not perfection. But she's also saying something that I don't know if I said on the podcast or in a recap, so forgive me, but about Amelia being the female dean. And I agree, there are a lot of parallels between Amelia and Dean. So, thank you, Monica. They both drink a lot, it's true. It wasn't just that. It was was their attitude towards things, the, the way, you know, you don't really expect people to be, to I'm treating him, you know, being snarky with him because let's face it, Sam Winchester's a 
five and built like a brick shit house. Like the average person is not going to randomly snark at him. They're really not because you don't know where he's coming from about things, and he's a big guy. This is true. This is true. So they both treat him with like no fear, no hesitation. Um. So I. <laughs> Amanda just tweeted, "No way, Amelia is annoying. Dean is awesome." <laughs> <laughs> Dean Winchester is on occasion annoying, though. Like. <laughs> As as a you know in an older brother kind of way, but Sam does find Dean quite annoying and obnoxious and tiresome. Mm-hmm. By in the, the way, same I way think, that I Dean finds I... Sam very much on the occasion mm-hmm. boring. Yeah. So by the way, and, and I'm about to make a spoilery comment, so if nobody wants to know anything about next week's episode, cover your ears for a couple of minutes. I've just seen a screen cap from the. Canadian preview, the CHGH preview, that will, I don't know if it's going to worry me for Dean and ceilings or if it's just going to say, well, now um, he's broken, he's broken the mold and he's he's ready. That's all I've got to say. Hmm. Just looks more appropriate for that. Um, and everybody who's seen the screen cap will be nodding their head going, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I have to see this now. Where is this? Where can we find this? Oh, my God. It's all over Twitter. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, uh, Kay. Kay just posted them on her Facebook. Okay. Go to well. Kay. You can always count on Kay. She always has everything. Yep. True. Yep. And I I, I can't wait. Like, if I wasn't looking forward to this episode oh. before. Oh, good ah! God. <laughs> This is going to be awesome. I will say this. You know, Jensen Ackles had a blast with that. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And you see what I mean now? He's all set. He just needs a white nightgown, and we're ready. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Dean, maybe you should not have put on that wig. Oh, dear. <laughs> I don't know where we go from there. Um, <laughs> I always, I'm always hesitant about lighthearted episodes, as far as lighthearted as the show gets. So, but mm-hmm. right, now, right now, right now I'm happy. <laughs> right now I'm excited. <laughs> and what's to be fun is next week, our, our podcast for next week, we'll have Felicia Day. On as our guest, we'll be able to talk to her about that. She'll be able to tell us, and I'm sure, some fun stories about Sam and Dean wearing those outfits. Oh yes, it'll be good to have her on again. She's she's fun. Mm. Oh, I, I, I know. You were you were talking about you know Sam being a very physically impressive and imposing figure, and I do not disagree with that. But, um when he and Amelia in this particular episode they've just they've just had sex and but she's off who knows where comes back in wearing Sam's shirt and he's still in bed and he's kind of like on his side and sort of a little bit turned in on himself and he actually looks 
vulnerable or? And, well, and he had it with the intention. I think the body language was the intention. He looked disturbed, yeah. and I, I thought it was a really great acting choice by Jared. He did a great job because we, we know how tall and you know, strong and, and, and imposing he can look, and he looked totally the opposite in that scene, and, and I think it was yeah. great. I thought it yeah. was really well direction, done. Direction and acting were really good in that because it's, it can't be easy to be that physically impressive and then make yourself appear so diminutive. Mm-hmm. And he did, really did a really good job with looking that vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and this is the same, this is the same man who, as an actor, gave us a scene when he says, wait your turn, and you're completely terrified of him. Mm-hmm. To, be the same man, to be the same man who is giving you a very obvious reading of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Really impressive. Really, really impressive. Yeah, I I like that a lot. And, you know, when he rolls over and sits up, it was not unpleasant to look. Not unpleasant <laughs> at all. <laughs> I, Kate, this is Kate. Go ahead. You can disagree with me. I I refuse to disagree with that. <laughs> Why would anybody disagree with that? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, but... <laughs> Oh, they're out there. That's okay. That that completely redeemed that scene for me, so we're good. I enjoy Amelia's hair, and I enjoy Sam's hair, and I enjoy Sam's shirtlessness, so it was all in all really good. Mm -hmm. It was a scene with good hair and a good chest. Yep. But... um, Sam's chest was hairier than usual. (laughs) 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 apparently Sam Winchester no longer waxes he does not have the time (laughs) things have gotten things have gotten very pardon the pun hairy for him in the the last few years and he hasn't found the time for personal grooming no no manscaping no manzillion (laughs) no he trimmed the sideburns what more do you want from him Susan jeez (laughs) she's a man not a machine um, oh gosh. Anyway, so are you happy with where Sam and Dean are at the moment in their relationship, which is a little more understanding of each other? And I thought Dean was pretty mature about things. You know, usually they're both kind of argumentative and. Petty, <laughs> you know, and it was like, go ahead. One of us needs to be happy. You know, I can do it. Um, I don't know about that, but since I wasn't somebody who was upset at the conflict, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I enjoy conflict and the you know mm-hmm. eventual conflict resolution. I don't think I'm one of those people who was just overly excited at the reconciliation. But um, I'm well, glad they're finding a common ground. Yeah, I think um, I don't. I, I think they're not 100% reconciled. Oh yet. no, absolutely not. But I, I like how they're trying to move forward and and dealing with it. And also, I uh, for me, they've had enough conflict. You know, they've been conflicting 
for <laughs> too much conflicting. Like the first couple of seasons, yeah, they butted heads, but I still felt like they were more together than they were later on. And I'm like, I'm over it. I could, I could use a little <laughs> non-conflicting Sam and Dean for a while, or at least a different kind of conflict. But just me. I'm trying to, before I say this, go ahead, because before I say something, I want to make sure I'm not mistaken. So ignore me being quiet. I'm hoping that this is the last of Sam and Dean fighting for the season and that Mm -hmm. they can just get on and go on with their lives and finish out, you know, find the tablet, put it all together, you know, do their thing mm-hmm. without fighting anymore because I'm just I'm just tired of it. Mhm. Yeah, and it's like it's you know what you say. Oh, I need conflict for drama. Well, there's plenty of conflict in the supernatural universe. Plenty of it, you know, <laughs> that they can, they can yeah. be conflicted about. So, can Sam and Dean please I, stop being that conflicted <laughs> for a little while? I guess I just know. don't. I don't get. I don't get disheartened when Sam and Dean are upset with each other or have an issue with each other because it gives them the opportunity to come and reinforce the fact that it is all about them about about each other for themselves anyway. So I don't I never have a problem with it I should say. Mhm. I was checking and Dean saved Sam's life twice in this episode. Mhm. I like that. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I'm glad. And, me, <laughs> and neither time did Sam say thank you. Neither time. But, whatever. <laughs> but, um. Do you think Dean expected it? Because between the two of them, they've saved each other's lives so many times. Well, on the first one. Thank you, thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you know. On the first over. one in the graffiti hallway, he looked a little bit like he expected it. <laughs> Just a little bit. Well, that is Dean. In the, and in the second one, in the torture room, he looks kind of more like, that's right, yo. Yeah. Now, speaking of the graffiti, <laughs> angel graffiti, <laughs> I I had no idea just spray painting over it would work. I thought you actually had to break. You know, like like maybe I'm just, maybe it's specifically for a devil's trap where you have to actually break the circle break the and, seal. And, and break the seal, but... You know, because I, you know. <laughs> I thought I thought it was hilarious, and this is, I don't know if it was intended this to be, and anybody who knows of this culture might agree with me, but when I grew up, I knew a lot of graffiti artists, did, like murals and all kinds of stuff, but there's also the idea of tagging over somebody, and you literally cross out their name, and you write your name, and you win. And mm-hmm. that's how you battle, and you win. And so I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> like crossing out Crowley's tags for themselves. I thought it was funny. But I don't know if that was the intent. <laughs> but, it was, yes, the graffiti yeah. battle was very much amusing to me. <laughs> oh, and, and another point, when poor poor Cass was so traumatized by Naomi and, and, and the torturing and, and whatever, and he was so upset <laughs> All I could think was, 
and he was so emotional, and all I could think of is it's the attractive crying man. (laughs) 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 I was like, oh. And, you know, it's their own fault that I come up with those things because they started it with the French mistake. You know, it's their fault. But but I but I have to give him kudos for the the drama and the emotion of when he after he's killed Alfie and he just sort of bows his head over him and and, and grieves over him dying, you know. And, and I thought that was really lovely, a lovely scene. I was so sad to yeah. see Alfie die. I loved Alfie. Mm-hmm. I know. Yes. And like I well, when when Becky and I saw uh, Alfie's rescue scene, we saw part of that get filmed. So that's a slight spoiler for that for us. And we were both like, "Oh, he's gonna be okay! Yay!" Because we didn't yeah. know the rest of the episode. <laughs> yeah, when, yeah, we when, 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 that <laughs> we when we watched it from that, super stoked. <laughs> yeah, when, when, what we watched him film, we watched him uh-huh. film. Castiel take the thing off of his head. Um, Sam's fighting and in the background, and then and then mm-hmm. Castiel touches his face. So we're like. Oh, he takes the, the the torture device off his head and then he um, heals him. Woo! Yay! <laughs> yeah, we were like, yes. We saw that and then we walked off. Yes. <laughs> so, you know. You know. Yeah, and you know, it's like it's like I thought it's so it's so nice. You guys were so hopeful and you just knew he was going to be okay and I'm like you should have known there was the precedent that and I, I just it's, analogy it's just popped into my head this hmm. analogy just popped into my head because supernatural fandom is like Charlie Brown and the supernatural writers are Lucy with the football and you just know yes. when somebody you like a character or whatever and you think they're going to survive and Charlie Brown says and the writers are like yes go ahead love this character they're wonderful yes feel good about them and then he, they pull the football away and they kill them even though Charlie <laughs> is running up to embrace them. So, you know. It's well, and I work. also think of, you know, and I know some people and I'm not knocking your feelings about this, so don't get me wrong, but when people feel like the next week on promo is a spoiler mm-hmm. and then, mm-hmm. you know, it's usually very much not. That's how it was. Seeing that film was our next week on spoiler, but no, mm-hmm. no, we were wrong. <laughs> we were so wrong. <laughs> I'm not sure. Oh, it is in the scene. I wasn't sure in the scene where Naomi is telling. I'm with Amanda because her name is Amanda Tavin. Um, Naomi is telling Castiel that he has to kill Alfie. Mm-hmm. She's transparent. I thought so too, but I couldn't tell if it was just the lighting with it's the, just the windows behind her. It's just that. It's just that moment, and you can see the bars of the windows behind her, through her. I thought the yeah, same thing yeah. at first. It was just a trick of lighting. No, you can see the bars of the window 
the window pane through her. Ah, so I'm not the only one who noticed that. Okay. No, and it's just <laughs> in that moment. And I thought it was because, I thought it was maybe just like my TV, but no, I'm watching it on the computer right now, and it's, yeah. I've noticed she, it. She's transparent. transparent. Yeah, I watched the episode three times. I noticed that every time. But I thought hmm. it was because of the lighting and the windows behind her. No, because hmm. then, then as soon as she leans in on him, she's um, completely corporeal again. Hmm. And then when she pulls him up, she's transparent. And then he blinks away, and she's still transparent alone. Hmm. I wonder if it was just hmm. the nature of the scene, like a flashback, so it's sort of... Well, it's all the same moment, though, because she leans in on him and she's she's completely opaque. Then she mm-hmm. pulls back and he and she's transparent. She sends Castiel back, he flickers away, she's still transparent. Hmm. Things to make you go... Yeah, this is the first one I'm watching it on my computer, so... The, other two times that I watched it, I assumed it was my television and, you know, the, you know, you have your lamps that make weird reflections on your TV screen kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, no, no. So, that's interesting. Hmm. Yes. See where that I have goes. a question. I have a question. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think Vinny does. Susan, do you watch Being Human on Sci-Fi Channel? Do I watch what? Being Human on the Sci-Fi Channel? Um, not lately. I watched okay, well, the beginning, and I watched the British version. So, okay, well, Jeremy Carver, you know, when he left Supernatural, um, it was he became, you know, the showrunner for Being Human, and he and his yes. wife were running the show and writing all the episodes, most of the episodes, and all that. Great show, love that show. The season opener was um, Monday, and I had assumed when Jeremy Carver became the showrunner for this show that he gave up, you know, he quit everything with being human, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. the season opener, he wrote it. When I was watching it Monday night, it comes up written by, you know, Jeremy Carver, and so Mm -hmm. is he still showrunner for being human, too? Does anybody know? I don't think I don't know. Let's see. Because, you know, those I don't even think you can do that as far as like conflict of interest because they're on different networks also. Like yeah, for instance Like for instance, Kevin Williamson is no longer the showrunner for Vampire Diaries because he's doing the following. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he did I, that I because it's conflict of interest or because it's a lot of work. Same thing with when Joss Whedon left Buffy, he was no longer the showrunner, mm-hmm. he left it to Marty Knoxon and then went to do Firefly on Fox. Yeah, I wonder just, maybe I think it's just, physically impossible. You just you'd have to be have a clone to be able to do all that work. Yeah. So maybe he's maybe he's just writing an episode here and there for it. Mm-hmm. Quite possibly. Because do they do they air on different like like or film on different schedules? Like, is it a summer show? Uh, well, it's you know, I just. Um, Premiere it, it season just premiered this past Wednesday, this past Monday, and it's filmed in Toronto. But I mean, like, is it a show that airs in the summer, or is it? I mean, or, or is it a well, show that like we get twenty twenty odd episodes? Do they do it, like, a season it, like that, or is it? 
it's a it's um sci-fi channel shows or 12 episode seasons like you know BBC okay. America shows and it just okay. premiered this week so you know it starts January and ends and whenever uh, I've always wanted to watch it because I know um that part Mark Pellegrino is on it and yeah I think Catherine Elizabeth yeah. on it. Um, Mark Pellegrino was on the premiere episode too this year, and it was it was one of the best season premiere episodes of any t- TV show I've ever seen. It was excellent. It was really really good. Yeah, so Jeremy Carver, it. he's it's it's a great show, and it just steadily keeps getting better. Each season it gets better and better, and the season opener like, this week was awesome. Cool. I'll put it on my growing, growing list of things to watch because Becky says so. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long list, y'all. <laughs> yeah. I watch a lot of TV. <laughs> there are, I have more DVDs than I have, I think, years Time. left in my life to watch them. <laughs> you know? It's true. You know. Uh, much to Sam and Dean's dismay, I'm a a serial cop show watcher, so I fall into abysses of Law and Order and NCIS and CSI, mm-hmm. and um, it's hard to pull out of those. I like NCIS. I am. Um, that's my obsession right now. I'm just started the show over from the beginning, and I'm back in season. I'm back in season eight. I'm in the middle of season eight right now, and it's all I do is watch NCIS right now because. Mark Harmon's well, it's a everywhere. Good it's it's <laughs> yeah, everywhere well, all the time. USA just turn it on. There they are. I, exactly. I well, love and, yeah, I love it for the characters. You know, I don't. I mean, I I I think for ten years old, I mean, I'm still interested and invested, and and things exactly. change and evolve, and and um, yeah, I like I love all it's, the characters. You know, I mean, it's and not I super just always yeah, I want the opportunity to tell somebody without being an actual law enforcement officer because that's dangerous. No, thank you. Uh, I just want to tell somebody to put a bolo out, and I want them to tell me they're on my six. <laughs> like I, I want to walk and tell them on your six. It's never gonna happen. Do you, do you ever urge to, to smack someone in the back of the head when they're being stupid? Because <laughs> I can <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say yes to that because that would incriminate me. But uh, yeah. yeah, so I just wanna. I just wanna put a bolo out. <laughs> I don't know. The the next time Becky wanders around, wanders away from me at a convention, I'll just be like, bolo. I need. I need to find her. Be on the lookout. Be on the lookout. No, it would be a bolo because it would be on the lookout. Be a bolo. That's pretty much the only opportunity I'll ever have to have a bolo, put a bolo out. So, <laughs> if anyone, if anyone hears me say that, just indulge me. Please. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never be an actress and I'll never be a cop. So please give me that one moment. I will make sure and try to wander off at some point. <laughs> it's not usually a problem. <laughs> no, it'll be like happy birthday, Vinny. <laughs> yes. All right. Yes. Oh, uh, I like I gotta the under six. On your six. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I, I will have to make sure 
I say that too, just you know, to yeah. complete it. Spinning just spinning just take off walking really fast, and we'll go on your six car. <laughs> well, and based on the test, I walk really really fast. So yes, she has had she has had many an opportunity to tell me she's on my six and does not. <laughs> but well, that's you a, cannot that hit me on the back of the head though. <laughs> I, uh, actually, on your six, I, I that. That starts me for Stargate because that's a military term, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, yeah, they used to use it there, and then I, of course, Gibbs being a Marine, ex-Marine. Actually, there's no such yeah. thing as an ex-Marine, but uh, yeah. There is a scene where he says, "I says, we used to be a Marine," and he tells the guy, "Always a Marine." I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I saw a great bumper sticker the other day. It made me think of Gibbs, and he needs one for for his car. It says. Not as lean, not as mean, still a Marine. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Yeah, that's a, I think that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I think Gibbs and John Winchester would have gotten along really well. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, Mark Harmon, if you're ever bored and you want to guest star on Supernatural, I support it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I yeah. support that. Mark Harmon and Jim Beaver are friends. They did a series together. Exactly. So uh, Reasonable Doubt, which I loved. Did you, did you guys ever watch that? I loved that series. I, I don't think I did. That was back that's before how, I was into procedural pop shows. That's why Vinny, um, Vinny, that's why Mark Harmon can sign. Because he, he learned it all for that, ah, that show. Because he worked. He, yeah, he worked. I thought it was just something he did for Gibbs. Nope, nope. That goes back to um, reasonable doubts because um, Marley Matlin, Marley Matlin was his co-star. Was on that show. She was that an attorney, and they used to talk all the time. And and um, he would sign. They would sign back and forth. So yeah, that's that's where. And that's why when it showed up in NCIS, I just flipped out because I like wee. <laughs> you know, I love yeah. that. Every yeah. time, every time gives an Abby sign, it makes me so sad that I don't remember as much sign language as I used to know. Really out of practice with it. Really out of practice. Mm. But yes, I mean we are six degrees of separation from Mark Harmon, so I think this could work because mm-hmm. we've all met Jensen Ackles and we've all met Jim Beaver. Mm-hmm. There's less than six degrees of separation there. So uh, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> through Jensen you can get to Mark Harmon two ways: through Daniel or through Michael Weatherly. Mm-hmm. Go. Look into this, people. Yes. <laughs> Bolo. <laughs> Bolo on Mark Harmon, thanks. <laughs> um, anyway, um, I am, one thing that is confusing to me about the episode, not confusing, but I find it, I hate to say this when I say this about the show, but I find it unrealistic. Yeah. But really? <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing about the show that's unrealistic. I thought it was unrealistic when I had <laughs> Is um, what on earth could po- could Kevin possibly be trying to figure out with half a tablet? Like, Gar's boat is completely wallpapered with mm-hmm. attempts at deciphering the tablet. What, I wonder what? if I wonder if it's just written in diff in a different 
language than the other one was written in? Um, well, I mean, I guess like, it would be hard to decipher half a page of a book in, in English for me. You know, if you rip the page out of the middle, I'm not going to follow the story. But I also can't, if you rip a page in half, I can't pretend to try to figure out what the other half of the page says. I had assumed he was just deciphering the top half that he had and not worrying about the bottom mm-hmm. half. Yeah, because if it if it's if it was broken horizontally, which it was, you're at least going to have the first half of the story, and you got to perhaps wait to catch up the second half. But I mean, if it had been a vertical cut, yes, that would have been. But I would assume the bottom crazy, half of something is where the the, the bulk of you know. The real impact of the instructions would lay. Yeah, but maybe he's going to how, find how the second the half and he'll be ready to go with the first half. Or maybe if he gets enough of the first half, it'll he can extrapolate the second half, sort of. I, I, hey, well, I don't that's know. what I wasn't sure. Like, is he trying to translate the top half, or is he trying to assume what the bottom half is from the top half? Because if you, I'm try, you try to look at the, or I try to look at the things on the wall, all the papers on the mm-hmm. wall, and none of them really look like translation. It's all, it looks like symbols. Hmm. So, I'm just curious about it. Don't know. Hmm. I'm curious. Well, hopefully we'll get some kind of answer. Um, this is episode ten. That was twenty three this season. That twenty three this season and they're filming sixteen now? Or done with sixteen, about to start seventeen. Yes. And they're somewhere. They're getting down to somebody pretty <laughs> frankly, you know, it's like okay, they really gotta be yeah. you know, be start starting to tie things together and up to head into the end of the season. So, very interesting. Maybe we'll get tiny hints if you're if anybody's interested in looking for them. Some people well, don't want to know. I'm sure in you know true supernatural fashion, nothing's going to really start to tie together for us the viewers till you know the mm-hmm. third to the last mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we have no news on renewal yet. I know there was a rumor out there, and Mark Pedowitz, of course, was a big fan, but he didn't say anything specifically, aside from the fact, I guess, Jensen and Jarrett are agreed for a ninth and tenth season, but hasn't been renewed yet. I mean, it sounds good, sounds positive. The ratings, I, I think, say, are holding, are doing better. I would say it looks good because Mark Pedowitz did say that he would give a show an opportunity to tie itself up. Mm-hmm. And being that they're would, already filming, you know, they're already at the last leg of filming, it'd be really mm-hmm. hard to tie something up with that little mm-hmm. notice. That's, so I think at I, worst, at worst, we'd get an abbreviated season nine. I would be mm-hmm. really, really surprised if we didn't get a full season. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would, I would too. But I think at the very worst, it would be abbreviated nine or, you know, in the future, ten Preferably 11, because I prefer odd numbers with shows, but, you know, I don't always get in my way. Um. Um, yeah, it, uh, it looks good, but 
I guess we'll find out. So. Nice when the days when we had early renewals, you know, and we knew like <laughs> February and whatever. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's going to be as bad as you know the first couple seasons where it was like right, was really, terrifying. really will they, won't they? You know, I think yeah, it was terrifying. Yeah, I don't think they'll leave a fan in that bad. A fan. <laughs> I'm wondering what the hell, <laughs> you know. But, yeah. And we would be remiss if we did not talk about People's Choice Awards. That's Supernatural one. Indeed. Indeed. And actually went to the ceremony to pick up and present. <laughs> that was a nice change. And I'll once say one thing for you, People's Choice Awards. You learn from history because if you thought your Facebook page and website blew up last year from not inviting Supernatural, <laughs> you know, this year I wouldn't want it to be really. <laughs> yeah. What I found was, because I recorded it, because it aired an hour later for me than all you mm-hmm. East Coasters and Central Time Zone people, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> whatever. So I recorded it. And I watched it later. I already knew we won for sci-fi and for fandom. So I watched it just for the heck of it. And because I already knew Big Bang Theory lost from this show, no girl, whatever. Anyway, not bitter. Um, but the camera kept panning to Jared and, uh, or Jensen quite often, especially to Jared. And I kept thinking, mm-hmm. were there people's choice? People going, see, see, we invited them. See, they're here. Can you see them? Good. <laughs> Shut up and leave us alone. They're still here for the whole <laughs> We didn't kick them out after they won their award. They're still here. <laughs> I thought everybody looked very pretty. Very pretty that night. Uh, Jared Jensen, Jen, and Daniil all looked lovely. I liked how, whether they meant to or not, Jared and Jensen color coordinated beautifully between the suit matching the tie sort of diagonally. And Jen, and Jen's dress. Yeah, oh, and her Jen's dress was so pretty. Yeah, Danielle, what's uh, up with that? You had sparkly gold on. Come on, stay with the pearl. She, she, she didn't get to match. <laughs> it would have been fun for a four-way matching. Um, I, she looked great, by the uh, way. We should also congratulate her and Jensen on the little baby on the way. Baby Ackle. She looks great. Mm-hmm. Little gold dress. Um, and this is what I'm going to say about Jensen's suit. And this is all I will say about Jensen's suit. I was very amused that he got to give an award to a Maroon 5 while wearing a Maroon suit. <laughs> that pleased me greatly. It was just serendipity. It was beautiful, and that's yeah. all I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> I I I loved his suit. I I thought it was a it was a interesting choice and not a typical one where everybody goes black suit, dark suit. And I mean, I know Jared wore a dark suit, but you know he went with a you know a little bit different tie. And I know he was trying to match Jen's dress. Yeah, and the, I like the she looked very Aphrodite of, to me. Hmm? Yes, and the cut of Jared's coat was really nice for his frame. The mm-hmm. long cut coat with the mandarin collar, really mm-hmm. well cut for his frame. Mm-hmm. I would imagine, you know, not the easiest thing to dress a six foot five man. Mm. Probably not a piece mm. of cake. No. Um, I like Jen's dress. She looked rather Greek to me. Greek Aphrodite. Yes. Yes. 
very interesting. I really liked her shoes. <laughs> yes, everybody looked looked lovely, and I I enjoyed all the fun pictures they took, like in the photo booth thing, whatever. It was just great to see them there, and actually, you know, accepting the award and then presenting. <laughs> it's <laughs> nice for them to get out every now and again. <laughs> I know, and not be forgotten, you know, up in Vancouver. And my God, how many People's Choice Awards have they won and they finally get to go? It's just, it was shameful treatment, but I'm glad that's been changed. And that also helps with, you know, when they come down to discussing things like renewals and whatever, and they say, oh, look, one People's Choice again. <laughs> and, hey, congratulations to us, Supernatural Family Fandom won an award. I'm a People's Choice Award winner, and so are you. <laughs> well, put that on my resume. Yes. I have won a People's Choice Award. You're like, what? <laughs> forget it. Forget the scholarship so I had. I have a People's Choice Award. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lumps everything. Yeah, but that's pretty cool. And I, I tell you, they, the Supernatural fans totally deserve it. I mean, my... my I do. I do think we're the. I gotta say, I think we're the hardest working fandom on the net. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's so many people that, I and mean, we're a fandom mm-hmm. that literally kept our show alive. Like, mm-hmm. like yeah. there's there's very few other shows that can say that. Very very few. So. Yep. And to not only win the People's Choice Award like once, but you know we've got. Three years running here for at least one, so pretty pretty amazing. It's just like you know we got this. We got this. There was Hopefully one year, next year. There was one year that we didn't win. Um, Fringe one for mm. favorite sci-fi, which oh, is okay. you know that's my other favorite show. So if if, mm-hmm. if Supernatural doesn't win, you didn't win. I was happy it was Fringe because. I love Fringe, which just ended last night, and it broke my heart, and I'm still not over it, but okay. Oh, that's, <laughs> also on, that's also on my long list of shows that like you said to watch. Yeah, yeah. So at too. some point I in my life, <laughs> I will watch Fringe. I will say this, though. At Comic-Con, Fringe was my absolute most favorite panel that I went to, and I've never – I've seen one episode of Fringe. One. Mm-hmm. And – it was my absolute favorite panel. If you get a chance to go on YouTube and watch the Fringe panel, whether you watch Fringe or not, watch mm-hmm. that panel because it's funny, it's emotional, it, it, it's the best thing. So if, mm-hmm. if you get that opportunity, I yeah. highly, highly recommend that panel. And it's, it's mm-hmm. on YouTube. So, <laughs> I so, hope to be able to watch the show someday. Now, back to the people's choice. Yeah. Uh, Jensen nor Jared won... Poor dramatic actor, which was disappointing. I was hoping that but one I, of them would. I gotta say, but if, since Nathan Fillion won, I, like Becky saying about Fringe I was gonna say, I can't be mad somebody. at I can't be mad at Nathan Fillion winning because he's Captain Tight Pants and he's Captain Hammer, and yes. I just, I'm sorry. <laughs> he's just a good guy I know man. you gotta, you gotta love Nathan Fillion. I do. I was going to say, I was going to say, if they had to lose to anybody, I'm glad it was Nathan Fillion. And I loved how he said, I think my brother voted for Jensen. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, my dog keeps barking. Sorry about that. 
Because <laughs> <laughs> and I was telling um uh my friend Clarissa had tweeted about you know the women fandom and I said you know it's true like you know we're Supernatural's a, a hardcore fandom but we the fandom we've been going strong for like. Tw- almost 20 years, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. we invented this kind of stuff. <laughs> this pioneered voting and all that. So if we were going to lose to anybody, it was going to be a Whedon alum, and it was going to be Nathan Fillion, and I can't even be mad at it. Yeah. So. Yeah. I was going to say, I was worried about Ian Summerholder being in the mix. I was worried about that. I'm not going to lie. That made me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Nathan. Uh, yeah. Nathan Fillion. He's just wonderful. Captain Mal. That is one Captain category Tyson. where I do want to go. That is one category where I want to go. But who was second place? <laughs> <laughs> yes. But who came in second? Who got silver who in that in one? Who do we want to know? Yeah. You know, I'm I'm okay with Nathan winning because he's cool. Yeah. But anyway, so we will be on a different day next week, correct? Yes. Yes, that's right. I'm glad you pointed that out. Our podcast will be Sunday at 8:30 p.m. Eastern Time. So Felicia can join us. Felicia Day. Yes, very high. She has an event on Saturday that she's attending, so she we changed the podcast to Sunday so she could join us. And I'm very excited because she's so much fun and this episode looks just amazing. It's like a geek Love girl com- dream come true and I'm super jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I love the promo picture for her where she's wearing the crown. Yes. Yes. So that's gorgeous. And I'm especially excited now after seeing those other pictures. If ever there was a time where I wish we could have Jared and or Jensen on the podcast, it would be for that episode. Just as well. Yes, it's true. I know. It's like it's like Braveheart. Yes. Freedom. Yeah. Well, they're leading the charge. Sorry, spoiler alert. They're leading a charge. It looks like. <laughs> we don't. Well, know they're not the alone. Is. Yeah. We don't know what the charge is, but... Yeah. I don't even know what to think about Jared's face in that picture. It's like, the hell? (laughs) I wonder why it's red. Normally it's blue. (laughs) But I guess we'll find out. Anything else? Um... Anything else? We had a lot I can't think of anything. We covered the episode. We covered people's choice. We covered baby news. Did we miss anything? I can't think of a thing. Nope. 
More intrigued about Naomi. Um, yes. Not and super sad to see Amelia go, but sorry to see Leanne go. That makes sense. It's the last one. Yeah, I, I would imagine it'll be the last one for a, if if she comes back, it'll be the last one for a, a long while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, oh, I like Dean and Cass questioning the man from the burning bush because they're always funny. Cause, yes, that is a serious face. <laughs> that was good. That was amazing. I like Dean suit. But anyway. Um, okay. Well, before we I go, I do like that. Yeah, before we go, I do like that Cassiel acknowledge and recognize that he can't really be a hunter because he's not able to form certain, like, connections. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sad for him because I think he really wanted it. I think he really wanted that as a career perspective, but, uh, you know, it's good that he realized it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, yes, that is my final thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Um, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, welcome back. We're excited to be back. I think it's going to be a heck of a back half of the season. Uh, don't forget, next week it's Sunday night at 8.30 Eastern time for our podcast because we have Felicia Day on. Um, keep keep checking our website, winchesterbros.com, and Facebook and Twitter for Winchester Bros for all the supernatural news and podcasts. Remember, you can get us at iTunes and blogtalkradio.com slash media boulevard. Um, I, think, I think that's it. You guys have any wrap-up? I'm good. Good night. Good night, everyone. Thanks <laughs> for listening. <laughs> What's up? Thanks for listening. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Good night, everybody. Thank you.